step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let every nation know whether it wishes us well or ill. That we shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of the What's up everybody, it's your boy Rob Clark, welcoming you to episode number 23 of the Lone Gunman Podcast. This week it's Codename Mandarin, we're going to talk a little bit about The Rock. That's right, the original Rock before Dwayne Johnson, Roscoe White. Now I know for many of you out there, the Roscoe White story has been 
debunked and forgotten about long ago. <clears throat> but uh, we're going to start today back at the beginning. But before we do, let me get this out of the way because I slept on it last week. And I want to remind everybody about a conference coming up in September uh, the 26th through the 28th in Alexandria, Virginia at the Crown Plaza East Hotel. It's going to be uh, the Warren Report 50 years later, a critical look. And 22 November is going to be representing uh, hard there. We're going to have the Dallas Action and the Lone Gunman Podcast on the scene uh, for all three days. Uh, we're going to be tweeting live. Uh, we're going to have some good interviews, hopefully, for you. Uh, some video. Uh, so, But we'd really like to see you there. So if you can get there, and it's a short train ride from uh, from up north. It's a short little plane hop. Uh, get there. It's going to be great. We're going to have a good time. There's a lot of great presenters, uh, such as Doug Horn, Bill Simpich, uh, Peter Janney, Phil Nelson, uh, Ed Tatro, uh, and a host of others. So please, uh, we, we'd love to see you there. Uh, but if you can't make it, uh, tune in to 22 November wordpress.com for wall-to-wall -wall coverage uh, as much as we can give you uh, we're going to be on the ground there all weekend uh, bringing you bringing you live updates from the conference uh, but we'd love for you to come we'd like to hang out with you and uh, and, and see everybody there for more details please visit the 22 November uh, WordPress site which you can get to under my information uh, tab here on Spreaker. Just click info and cl click on the website. It'll take you right to it. It's that easy. And there's a page up there uh, all about the conference and the links to buy tickets and uh, make reservations and get more information. Uh, so please head over to the 22 November site for that. Uh, we hope to see you there. <clears throat> Excuse me, right, Roscoe White here, The Rock. Okay, and like I said before, I know a lot of people discount uh, the Roscoe White story because of what happened uh, later on in the early '90s. But just for a moment, uh, let's go back. Let's go back a little ways. Uh, of course, as everybody has heard. You know the story of uh, Roscoe White and Lee Oswald, and they rode the same uh, ship. They were in the Marines together, and they rode the same ship, the USS Bexar, over to Japan together. They were in the same uh, Marine Air Group, uh, but so were 7,000 other people. Uh, and there's no hard concrete evidence that they actually knew each other. Although they, they both had roots in Texas. Uh, they were on the ship together. They were over in, in Japan together. But uh, Roscoe was with the motor pool. And, uh, of course, Oswald was at uh, the radar installation. So it's hard to pinpoint if they did know each other. There's no concrete proof they did. But there's not no concrete proof they didn't. Um, now... Before we before uh, Roscoe White joined the Marine Corps, um, he was a very 
<clears throat> excuse me. He was a very talented uh, football player. Uh, he was very scholarly. Uh, in fact, he gave a speech in front of his graduating class, his high school graduating class. And uh, that speech was all about the dangers of communism and, uh, you know, the, the Cold War, uh, about the Soviets, which, you know, what we know about the guy uh, seems a little odd, but if the Roscoe White story is true, uh, you know, it, it could give, you know, a reason why he was involved. Um, he was a staunch anti-communist as early of course as you know when he graduated from high school which is which is pretty amazing um and not a lot of people know um he married his wife geneva uh, when he was when when she was 15 years old and a year later joined the marines and of course he he signed up for a six-year bid and in the meantime, okay, Lee Harvey Oswald was on the, went over on the same ship at the exact same time Roscoe White did. And as we know, of course, uh, Lee Oswald took an early uh, hardship discharge, uh, supposedly to take care of his mother, who had, had had a candy jar fall on her foot or something, something to that effect. But he only ended up hanging around about three days before he jumped ship on a freighter and headed to Europe and made his way into the Soviet Union eventually. Now what's curious is that um, in June of 62 roughly about the same time as Lee Oswald came back from the Soviet Union uh, Roscoe White took an early hardship discharge. Okay and I haven't found the exact reason for that that he gave. Uh, I'm assuming it was related to his wife. I'm guessing. I don't know. If anybody knows, get at me and let me know. Uh, but he took a hardship discharge and, and uh, went back to Texas. Now, fast forward a year to 63. Okay. And... I guess it was about August or September of 63. Uh, Roscoe White moved back to Dallas with his family to Oak Cliff. Okay. And of course, this is roughly the same time Oswald did. Now, I'm going to line up some coincidences for you. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of them here. Excuse me. Now... <clears throat> When, when Ricky White, his son, found uh, this Foot Locker, I believe it was in the early 80s, and located inside the Foot Locker was uh, supposedly a, a notebook or diary, uh, and there was a lot of papers in there uh, that were preserved in a, a vellum type thing and 
what, what, what where the story takes a turn, and we'll get there. Uh, but, but before that, let's let's continue with the story of Roscoe White. I apologize. Um, so Roscoe White joins the Dallas police force in early October of '63. I believe it's uh, right around the same day as Oswald starts at the school book depository. And we'll come to find later, uh, he was sent a series of uh, messages, uh, coded messages. And one of them told him to join the Dallas Police Department. And uh, let, me, let me find the exact wording of that for you. Okay, here it is. Uh, remarks, Mandarin. Code A. Dallas destination chosen. Your place hidden within the department. Contacts are within this letter. Continue on as planned. And it's RE uh, rifle code AAA destroy slash on slash. And it's saying that it came from Naval Intelligence Code A MRC. Uh, and this was sent in. September of 63 from a C. Bowers now I don't know if it's been established or not who this C. Bowers was supposed to be um, but there are two more coded messages that he gets the next one is uh, remarks Mandarin code A foreign affairs assignments have been cancelled the next assignment is to eliminate a national security threat to world peace. Destination will be Houston, Austin, or Dallas. Contacts are being arranged now. Orders are subject to change at any time. Reply back if not understood. Uh, C. Bowers, RE Rifle Code, AAA Destroy, on. And the next one we have is remarks mandarin code g okay the other ones have been code a this one's code g stay within the department witnesses have eyes ears and mouth you had nothing to do with the mix-up the men will be in to cover all misleading evidence soon stay as planned wait for further orders and the, of course like i said the original ones are all um we're all encased in this vellum inside of a uh, stainless steel tube that was used by the Navy to transport guns so they would not get wet or, or rusty. And this was located, I believe, by Ricky White in the wall of his grandfather's house. And he was led there by what he found uh, in, in this footlocker of, of his dad's that he found. Now... I know a lot of people discount the Roscoe White story. And I understand why later. Okay, but let's stay in the 60s for a minute. Okay. Two years to the day that he started with the police department. He uh, put in his resignation to Chief Curry. Uh, he said that he has accepted employment with Page's Drugstore 
uh, what he says. It says here will be, there will be beginning October 18, 1965. Respectfully submitted, Roscoe White, Patrolman 1884, Patrol Division, Special Enforcement Detail. Um. Now, coming to find out later, um, Roscoe did not immediately go to work for this drugstore that he quit the force for. This would not happen until three years later in 1968. And... What's curious about that is in the meantime, uh, in 1968, uh, the White family moved to Mountain Home, Arkansas, supposedly to work for the post office, Roscoe was. Uh, but nobody at the Mountain Home post office remembers him, and postal employment records don't go back that far. Uh, later that same year, the family returned to Dallas in 68 and white became the assistant manager of a five and dime store in richardson texas uh, the family appeared to have money recalled uh, his reverend jack shaw who was the pastor at central park baptist church uh, they had a new car new home uh, as i recall roscoe pledged ten thousand dollars to our building program White sons Ricky and Tony had new bikes and go-karts, and the family purchased a cabin on a lake in Central Texas. Uh, Rock continued to mess around with other women, and Jack Shaw counseled the couple and prayed with them on several occasions. Rock poured his heart out to me, Shaw said. He told me he had sinned against God, his country, and especially his, his wife. He told me he had taken human life on foreign soil and here at home. Uh, I knew he had been in the service and had been a policeman, and I didn't press him for details. Um, now, let's go back a little bit. In the six years following the assassination, Roscoe made a number of unexplained trips to New Orleans and other places. Uh, I was never sure of what was happening, Geneva said, but I was raised to let the man do the thinking and not ask questions. Whew. Okay, so after he quit the force in 65, there appears to be a three-year gap uh, where we really don't know what was going on, but then when they get back to Texas, um, they suddenly have a lot of money, and in, in, in 1968, $10,000 was a lot of money to donate to the church. Uh, you know, today it probably, you know, you're looking at it being somewhat like hundred or $150,000 that somebody would do today. Um, now, in, in his... Uh, Footlocker that was found. There was uh, receipts for a hundred thousand dollars worth of uh, some kind of uh, bonds or stocks, which back then was a lot of money. A hundred thousand dollars. You're looking at, uh, you know, million, two million dollars today, 
is what it would equal out to. Um, now, supposedly, on the last trip to New Orleans, somebody had come up to Geneva in a nightclub there and reminded her about Rock's part in the Kennedy assassination and told her, we have another job for Rock. Tell him he has 48 hours to get in touch. Uh, apparently, White never got in touch with the man. Uh, Roscoe seemingly became a God-fearing man. It was was a regular at church. Uh, and by this time, uh, Roscoe had gotten another job at M&M Equipment Company. And in September, he was fatally burned when a leak in an acetylene torch flamed up, causing a can of chemicals that was stored under his workbench to explode. On his deathbed, White told his Reverend Jack Shaw that the explosion was no accident. Shaw assumed there would be a criminal investigation, but there wasn't. Uh, Roscoe White's family eventually reached an out-of-course... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus element with the chemical manufacturer for $57,000, which in the early 70s was a lot of money. You know, you're looking at the equivalent of six, 700000 today. Um, now let's look a little bit about what uh, Ricky White claimed that he found. Uh, he says, in 1982, I found my father's footlocker in Paris, Texas, after my grandfather died, in an old room at the back of the house. In the footlocker was a diary that told of my father's participation in the assassination of JFK. According to the diary, White fired two shots at Kennedy from behind the picket fence with his 7.65 German Mauser. Roscoe White believed both shots hit Kennedy, one in the neck and one in the head. Uh, my father's code name was Mandarin, and the other two gunmen were Saul and Lebanon. As I read further, it also says my father killed a police officer on 10th and Patton. It didn't say Tippett, just a police officer. Uh, supposedly later on, the FBI took it from uh, Ricky White in 1988. Uh, but also in the footlocker, uh, with a diary... Ricky found a key to a safe deposit box. Um, and among that, he found more documentation uh, that, of course, you know, his father was on the same ship as Oswald to the Philippines. 
there was a picture of them together in while on duty uh, his mother worked for Jack Ruby which is true Geneva White uh, worked as a dancer at uh, the Carousel Club for a while let's see and he says my father had photographs of things no one else had pertaining to the case which is true um, what surfaced among Roscoe's photos was yet a third version of the Oswald backyard photograph that no one had ever seen before now what leads me to lend credence to this <clears throat> I mean it can't be denied it's a different pose um, so if 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 Roscoe and we know he was a Dallas police officer uh, he likely would have had access to certain files and could have copied them and we know that later on a what they call a ghost image of the backyard photograph was found uh, where it contained a cutout and just from obvious observation as I've alluded to on the podcast before um, it's obvious to my eyes that the backyard photograph was was faked that it's somebody else standing there with Oswald's face pasted on top and I know a lot of people like to point to the under the chin area and the Jack White research where he takes all three backyard photographs transparencies of them and overlays them over each other and if they're three separate photographs nothing should match in them because people make subtle movements they change their body position you know there's there's three different poses uh, but one thing that, that stays exactly the same in all three photographs is Oswald's face okay which is not possible um, and also if you look very very closely around Oswald's temple area up through his hairline in the backyard photographs you will see with your own eyes without a magnifying glass the uh, the outline of the pace mark of his face that they put on whoever this is standing in the backyard you know with the with the rifle and things and I'll put up a photo of this with the uh, podcast on the 22 November site so everybody can look at it and see it um, but there, there's there's many many things that uh, point to these photographs being faked not the least of which, you know, Os or Mar Marina <clears throat> initially uh, acknowledged that she took one photo. And then another version pops up and she said, well, I, I must have taken two. And then after the third one pops up, you know, I mean, come on now. You got to remember taking one photo, two photos, three photos. Uh, but Marina's lied throughout the years about other different aspects about this case and it's obvious to me she didn't take the photos 
uh, which means also that they were faked. And I also ran across a picture of Roscoe White. Uh, and he's very much in the same pose as the figure in the backyard photograph in one of them. Uh, which seemed to be kind of a natural standing position for Roscoe. Um, also, he had a particular bump on his right arm, his right forearm, uh, that, that protruded from his arm uh, very noticeably. And that's also in the backyard photographs. Which tells me, okay, this guy had a copy of the backyard photograph that nobody's ever seen before. Uh, which tells me that, that that he was involved in 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 creating those backyard photographs. Um, most likely because he was roughly the same height, weight as Oswald. Maybe knew his mannerisms. Um, who knows? But it tells me that he was involved in, with the police department in, in setting up these photos which tells me that they were involved beforehand in setting up the patsy I mean Geneva White was uh, was even stabbed uh, with an ice pick in 1975 and uh, a bunch of uh, stuff was uh, stolen uh, just, and it was only assassination related materials like uh, the, the, the photographs and stuff uh, were stolen they were later recovered uh, in what was it Phoenix I believe it was Phoenix yeah Phoenix Arizona uh, police found the assassination material they called the FBI and the Dallas police. The FBI came in and looked at these photographs that White had in his possession. After Oswald was arrested, the Dallas police found two backyard photographs of Oswald holding a rifle and communist newspapers. In this box of material stolen from the White House was a third backyard photograph uh, with Oswald in a different pose that no one in the world had ever seen. Um... And back to the cables, um, they also possessed uh, Ricky White's uh, military ID number. And when this stuff was found, it, it contained uh, his dog tags, which had his military ID number on it as well. Uh, there was also a book. Uh, newspaper clippings of the people that he supposedly murdered uh, said he had killed 28 people witnesses after the assassination in various ways uh, now this this book is of course since come up missing uh, and there is a numbered code on every page uh, since the summer of 1990 we haven't been able to break any of these codes uh, Since, well, after after Roscoe White's uh, accident there in 1971, uh, he lived for 26 hours. And like I said, on, on his deathbed, you know, he told Jack Shaw all this stuff. You know, but let's look at the uh, 
some of the curiouser things. Uh, two witnesses identified Roscoe White in Dealey Plaza near the picket fence at the time of the assassination. Uh, these witnesses are Beverly Oliver and Gordon Arnold. Um, of course, Beverly Oliver had known uh, who Roscoe White was because she sang at the Carousel Club. Roscoe White's wife worked at the Carousel Club. She knew what he looked like and had seen him in the club before. Uh, Gordon Arnold, uh, of course, his story is that uh, two cops were had him on the ground, kicked him in the butt, and demanded his film. And one of, one of them was crying and holding a gun and dressed in a police uniform and took his film. Uh, an eyewitness was in J.D. Excuse me, J.D. Tippett's house a week before the assassination and saw Roscoe White and another man in discussion with Tippett. An ex-CIA operative met Roscoe White in Dallas in the summer of 62 concerning the purchase of guns. A woman's father was friends with Roscoe White and Jack Ruby and was possibly involved with eliminating witnesses. Her father was killed by Dallas police while trying to escape when in custody for conspiracy to murder. Uh, a friend of Lee Oswald's in New Orleans was told about Roscoe White in the late summer of 63 by Lee Oswald. A nightclub owner was introduced to Roscoe White by Jack Ruby in the owner's club. Now, there's a theory that, of course, Roscoe White killed Tippett. Um, they stated that he killed Tippett because uh, Tippett decided not to drive White and Oswald to the safe house. Uh, and then he went on to take part in eliminating witnesses, most possibly while still dressed as a Dallas policeman. Remember, remember cable number eight. Stay within the department. Um, so, if we're to believe all this, Tippett... White, Oswald, and Ruby all knew each other, all were involved. You know, it would explain the two policemen in the car theory by Erlene Roberts. Um, it could explain the other police car at the site of the Tippett shooting. Um, it could explain what happened to Gordon, Gordon Arnold. And we have photos. Uh, taken back in the railroad yard shortly after the assassination of uh, officers back there in the the area. Uh, so it's crazy, and as we know, you know people like uh, Warren Reynolds, uh, Domingo Benavides' brother. People like that were shot or killed. Uh, Lee Bowers, things happened. Things things happened to people, and uh, supposedly Roscoe was responsible for 28 of these. Now, where all the fun comes in <coughs> uh, is about 
1990 when Ricky White uh, gets associated with uh, researcher Gary Shaw and the Reverend Jack Shaw and gets involved with uh, researcher Joe West who as everybody knows was responsible for partly responsible for the James Files story and uh, a lot of weird things happened because supposedly they had found a like the journal that was supposedly thought was lost um Now, one would think that Roscoe White's Reverend Jack Shaw, you know, a man of God, uh, would, you know, would not be lying about things or making things up. Uh, Ricky White, at the insistence of uh, Gary Shaw, the respected researcher, JFK researcher, and his buddy, his partner, Larry Howard, uh, asked Ricky to take a lie detector test, which he passed. Okay, and he turned over all his father's paper to the um, to the research center there in Dallas that that, that Gary Shaw uh, ran. Now there's two Shaws here. There's Gary Shaw and Jack Shaw. Gary Shaw, respected JFK researcher. Jack Shaw, Roscoe White's reverend. Clay Shaw, not related. Right now, okay. A lot of shawls going on. Uh, once that happened, their their center was flooded with calls and letters, some of them intriguing, most of them crazy or pathetic, and a few of them helpful. Uh, somebody everybody might be familiar with, Doug Campbell, an ex-Marine and soldier of fortune named Jerry Patrick Hemming, remembered that on a trip to Dallas in 1963 to raise money for Cuban exiles, he met Roscoe White, who tried to sell him some rifles. Okay. Uh, the problem came when they teamed up with West and uh, this guy Joe West. Uh, some stuff came up missing. Um, all of a sudden, uh, this uh, Roscoe White's notebook was found again. But the entries were a little screwy. Uh, Geneva Geneva White was was giving these interviews uh, that made no sense. Uh, you know, apparently, apparently, let's see here. Apparently, she was a victim of, of uh, electroshock therapy uh, because so, something she said was uh, that she'd overheard her husband and Jack Ruby in in the Carousel Club talking about the assassination before beforehand, and they caught her listening. And Jack Ruby wanted to kill her, but Roscoe talked her into talked Jack Ruby into making her take electroshock therapy to forget it what they had talked about which makes no sense um, supposedly she continued to take this electroshock therapy for like 10 years even after Ruby was dead so I don't know uh, 
and like I said, he, there was there was a Mauser, a 7.65 Mauser that Roscoe White did own. Okay, and uh, Ricky R Ricky Ricky White turned it over to the research team. Uh, there was also a 22 Derringer which is uh, the exact same kind of gun that Lee Oswald injured himself with in Japan. You know, shot himself in the arm, uh, which Roscoe White said was the gun that it happened with. Uh, but yeah, the people that, uh, after Joe West got involved, um, Well, okay, back back a minute. It gets a little crazy here because remember I said in New Orleans that, that Geneva White was approached by somebody and, and uh, to give Roscoe a message that they had more work for him. Uh, Geneva White later identified Charles Nicoletti as the man she had met in New Orleans. Okay? And as we know... From later on, uh, Nicoletti can be tied into the James Files story, which tried to tie it all together. Uh, here we go. It seemed that a second Roscoe White journal had surfaced. Geneva had found it two weeks earlier, quite by coincidence, when she happened to knock over a book titled Presidents of the United States. It was hidden under John F. Kennedy. Funny Geneva hadn't mentioned it to me, though I'd interviewed her at her home. Just a few days after this astonishing dis discovery. She hadn't even mentioned it to the other members of her family. Instead, she had turned the journal over to Jack West and or Jack Shaw and Joe West. And though it wasn't exactly a quid pro quo, she simultaneously received a payment of $5,300. Part of it a gift from the film producer Oliver Stone and the remainder from Jack Shaw's ministry. Now... This second notebook journal, whatever you want to call it, um, appeared to be a fraud, um, pointing out that the journal was supposedly written between 1957 and 71. It appeared to be written in the same felt tip pen, <laughs> all, all spanning this almost 20, well, 15 year period. Felt tip pens weren't used until the early 60s. Uh, a most obvious flaw was a mention on the next to last page of Watergate. Apparently, Watergate was to be Roscoe's last assignment and he refused. The problem with this, other than believing that a man who had killed the president and numerous others would dig in his heels at the idea of taking part in a two bit burglary, is that the break in at the Watergate complex didn't occur until after 10 months after Roscoe died. Uh, the scandal that we now know as Watergate wasn't called that until weeks after the break-in. When I mentioned this to Joe West, he became indignant and gave me a lecture about how the term Watergate is used more. Watergate is more than 2,000 years old and appears in the third chapter of the book of Nehemiah. Okay. Uh, the new journal fractured the White family. Um, That's not my daddy's handwriting, Ricky protested. And that's not the way he wrote. There was a whiny, cringing, self-pitying tone to the prose. Strikingly unlike Rock White's lean, spare style. 
The language was turgid, overburdened, and with regrets for what a rotten husband he had been, and gushing with appreciation for Geneva. God, thank you for Geneva. I've got one hell of a woman. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Uh, Ricky and his wife, Trisha, believed that Geneva created the second journal uh, with the help of Joe West. Uh, given her nearly hopeless financial situation and the constant admonitions admonitions of others imploring her to come up with something something else some new piece of evidence uh, so this thing can be viewed as more than just a hoax um, so tying it all up here whether you believe the Roscoe White story or not uh, I, I tend to believe the early parts but where where it goes off the rails for me is of course when Geneva takes everything out of out of control in uh, the early nineties and taints taints everything as a fraud due to due to hoaxing the second journal. But these things happen. But that's the story of Roscoe White. I thank everyone for uh, joining me today. Uh, please continue liking, following. Also on Facebook, check out the 22 November uh, website. This can all be accessed right under my picture on the info page here on Spreaker. Everything is one click away. Facebook, website, Twitter, everything. Uh, stay in touch. That's it for this week. It's up to the satellite. Beam down to your ears. This is Rob Clark. Out. Yeah. See the problem?